such a dick. Welcome to the Media Masterminds. Spoiler Mania. I don't remember if we came up with the title Spoiler Mania for the spoiler shows before they came up with Quantum Mania, but they were not influenced by each other. If anything, they were both influenced by Hulkamania. You could call it Don't Be a Dick Mania now. Well, I am your host, Paul. Joining me, the doctor. The good doctor. Dr. Joe. Seeing each other two days in a row. Just like the old days. Glorious shenanigans. I got some DVDs if you want to put them out. Happy new release uh, Monday. So we're going to discuss our thoughts on Quantum Mania. Full spoiler discussion. So if you haven't seen the movie or you don't care about it being spoiled, that's what we will be discussing. I realize, quick editor note, that we said we were going to do the DC slate. And uh, that's going to have to get pushed off because this is more timely to do. Victor timely. It all goes together. Perfect. Perfectly done, Joe. Well, we'll just, we'll just wrap up the show now. That's it. That's it. That's the last scene. That's it. You're welcome. And Beautiful. we'll see you for the DC slate in a couple of weeks. And uh... so Perfect. I saw it opening weekend, which was a shocker. It's the first theater-going experience that my wife and I have had since the baby's been born uh, together and opening weekend in a crowded theater full of people. So the world is changing. The world is changing. Joe, Pandemic's uh, over. We'll see. <laughs> I just seen it this past week, so now we're able to discuss. Joe, what are your initial impressions for Ant-Man 3, Quantumania? It only progs just about all the Phase 4 stuff outside of Spider-Man and um, Doctor Strange. Easily. Yeah. I, the, criti- I feel- the, the critics are wrong. Don't feel- go by the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I, I'm glad we feel the same way. It's not an argumentative battle. And I know uh, we discussed her a little bit off air already, but like to me, I, I really enjoyed it. I felt it had the same kind of heart as the other Ant-Man movies. It's not as good as the first Ant-Man, but I definitely think it's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's a different spin on it. It's not a, it's not the, the stereotypical uh, Marvel movie, I guess you would say, because it's more like a Star Wars Marvel movie. To me, that's the first thing I came out of the theater saying. That's what my wife said. She's like, why does this look like Star Wars? And she kind of got a little nervous. My wife's not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, but I thought the critics really, I mean, they came down on this really harsh. I mean, like, I feel like this is way, way better than Thor, Rag, uh, not Ragnarok, Thor, Love and Thunder. Go and, and like the humor fit this better. I know people said a lot of stuff was cringe, but like, Thor just didn't work for me. And and there was a joke way too often in it. This felt more serious in tone while still skating the line with the jokes. And the jokes, for what it's worth, I people say they were cringe or bad. They landed with me. I don't I don't know. I just feel like they, they I'm still using the lines from the movie. We only saw it once at home now. What well, what have you I've not like gone into the weeds on the critic reviews, but what's the What's the problem with the with like the critic reviews? Like, what do they not like about this movie? Uh, Modok is a big is a big point of it. Uh, he's, he's he's hard not to swallow. I, I haven't really liked the performance in the movie, 
I mean, it's good as a one and done. Like if they're going to bring Modok back, I hope not. Uh, as a multiversal character, they can make him more serious. It doesn't have to have the same tone as as this movie. He's a very weird character, and I'm very surprised he was even in the movie. Exactly, exactly. And I, I don't really, I didn't really dive into all the critic stuff either. I just knew it was, it seemed polarizing. Like some people really liked it when you saw the initial reviews, and then it felt like when the embargo came up, everyone hated it all of a sudden. And I was like, I, I don't know. People said it like it felt flat, it felt slow. Hey, the comedy doesn't hit at all. And I didn't feel any of that. I thought the movie pacing was really well done. I didn't feel like any parts really dragged. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I really don't know. And maybe it was just the movie going experience, being able to go back in the movie theater and see it and not sitting at home and watching it. But, and I do have an affliction for the character. I do like Ant-Man. I'm more of a, a Hank Pym fan than a Scott Lang fan, comic book wise. But I really I think- didn't have a problem with it. I think the only criticism you can levy at it is that the storyline is it, the, I don't think the movie like as a standalone movie can hold up like most of these Marvel movies because it's kind of like a very weird like premise with the multiverse and everything because people don't know really what's going on with it and that these movies where like the like the earlier phases they kind of like tied in and there was like a there was like a main goal like with this one where phase four has been very scattershot and people don't really know what's going on and like this movie is kind of doing the heavy lifting but it's probably doing too much of the heavy lifting yeah well i was gonna say you were saying that is this movie sets the phase and the, the the saga almost for this next three phases four five and six right this movie pushes it in the direction better than any of the other movies have, I feel like, at this point. Because, like, you actually, both both post-credit scenes, the movie itself, you feel more, oh, this is where Marvel is going now. Whereas the other movies, we still don't really know what repercussions are coming from those Phase 4 movies. Yeah, and like I said, the multiverse thing, it's very, I feel like if you are not familiar with, like, any of the comics or anything, and if you're not watching the Disney shows, you you are probably at a disadvantage, I would say. Yeah. Well, now this is back to the conversation that we've had previously, you and I, when you were on the show previously, when Benny and I were, were doing the show previously, is were the Disney shows important? Could you watch everything without it? And you could up until now because the post credit scene has Loki and Mobius. And I mean, you could say Kang, but... That post-credit scene is more key, I think, than anything because that's leading into Loki season two, and now it's making it like must-see watching, right? In my opinion, I think. Yeah, and I remember a while back that Marvel said that that was not going to be the case, and it seems like they kind of like backtracked on it. So this mighty Marvel machine has some kinks in its armor, and they've, I think they're. A little bit into too much of their own brilliance. Well, I think that's I, that's that's kind of a that's love that's like a criticism of Marvel. But I mean, basically, this movie is like there probably should have been elements thrown into like at least Thor and maybe one of the other established yeah characters. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think 
it has to be this way because he, it's like you, you can't be half pregnant. You got to either, either, either the shows are part of it or they're not. And and you need to have, if you want to, if you want to get up the subscriber numbers, you have to make the shows more important. The shows are good. We we did our our phase four countdown for the shows, and we re, uh, arguably we enjoyed two of the shows more than we enjoyed any of the movies. So the shows are important. It's just you got to get people to watch them, and and if it means airing them on television after Disney Plus after a certain amount of time, then that's what you have to do to get more eyeballs on it, so people can follow the storylines. Yeah, I, I could see that. And it's funny how just two shows are really critically acclaimed. And I was thinking this now that we're going off off target here, you know, all the other shows, like more so Winter Soldier, like to introduce this guy as Captain America, like you didn't need a whole television series to do that. You could have done that in the Captain America movie that's coming out. Right. Well, do you think they're even gonna reference the TV show when that movie comes out? Uh, I, I I don't know. I doubt it. It's like big budget Agents of Shield vibes right now, where these TV shows are gonna yeah. are gonna land. I mean, what we'll really see is I know Captain America is shooting first, right? I have to pull up the slate, but Thunderbolts is one that you really need the backstory for, right? Because many of those characters were established in other things. So do they do a rehash intro of each of the characters, a la like Suicide Squad? You know. To, when they show them, or are you introduced through them gradually as the movie goes? I know this is an Ant Man discussion, but uh, I think if you are want to alienate the audience, yeah, you just throw them right into the mix and give them no backstory. But that might be a tough sell. But I think that's why they have Harrison Ford for that movie. He's going to help sell that movie. And hopefully, he makes it. Uh, I think they're going to start shooting in shortly, right? I know Captain America is starting to shoot soon. Guy's not getting any younger. He's going to be like 82 when this movie comes out. Let's get back to Quantumania. I know the, the main thing everyone seemed to like is uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang. I mean, we got a taste of him in Loki. And this we got we got Kang the Conqueror among with a quick scene of other Kangs in the mid-credit and post-credit. What, what were your thoughts on his performance? I really liked it. I like how he takes different approaches with each Kang. I mean, you get like a taste of it on the post credit scene with the other Kangs, but I was skeptical at first, the way he portrayed He Who Remains at the end of Loki, and I did not like that performance. I felt like he was channeling Heath Ledger's Joker, and I'm like, this is this is not a really good take. Right. But as Kang, he's, he's a heavy presence on screen. It's I was very impressed. I've never seen him in anything before. Yeah majors um but he's you know he's he's not thrown into the mix but he you know he's playing a villain that is supposed to have heavy gravity and i feel like he's going to be fleshed out better than thanos is thanos is one of of my favorite villains and i feel like he was kind of shortchanged because he's used very sparingly and i feel like this is one of the better things that at least these phases are doing is they're introducing him crazy early into the picture yeah. Um, my only gripe is that unless we're gonna get the Swerve Bro action, that this Kang is dead by the end of the movie, allegedly. Yeah. So I kind of don't know where they're headed with like what what's gonna happen. I mean, 
I know that they are. I did some loose research on, you know, Kang Dynasty, and it seems like there's a Kang Prime, but don't really know who it is unless this guy is going to be the the Kang that's in this movie comes back and he is the Kang Prime and he's just going to fucking wipe the floor with the rest of them. Right. But unless it, you know, they don't do straight adaptations, so you never know. Exactly, they don't. So yeah, you could never really go based off of that. But I really enjoyed the performance. Also, uh, I know a lot of people aren't fans how he lost in the end, and I don't think that was the way it was originally conceived. I think that was that was something that got reshot and changed. Because, I mean, he sh- if you're making him this all powerful person, then he shouldn't be losing to Ant Man and and those giant ants. That that bothered the shit out of me. But then. When he comes back from that, like it yeah. kind of redeemed it for me, but still, like, but to some people's argument, and I agree with it, is he still wasn't at full power. You know, he was thrown in the quantum realm, and uh, he only had his his suit at one point, which is limiting his his abilities. And then his suit was damaged, also towards the end of the movie. So that's what some people are leaning on. But it, it's kind of vague. But is his suit powered by that by that uh, device that they end up like making big and then small and then I don't think so because that's that's how he became powerful, right? When when Janet says that she destroyed the the part for the time chair, yeah. that he still had his suit, which made him con- be able to conquer the quantum realm because she had given him his suit. The suit hadn't been with him until until she fixed that the chair, I guess. No, that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Isn't it at that point in the movie when he's like getting his ass kicked, they like damage that that piece again? Or am I misremembering? They they damage they're not the chair, but they damage his he's like looking on his wrist and the the, the armor on his wrist is, is like damaged right before he kicks Ant Man's yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. I, I would like to think he's not dead, but like you said, they could go with uh, a swerve and one of the other tangs that they show in that. Uh, that mid credit could be the main, you know, Mortis, or one of them could be the main prime, uh, prime Kang, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I don't know what route they're gonna go. Or uh, he could I, be shrunk down, and they could keep going down with that that storyline where he's not dead. I think they're gonna bring him back. I don't think that you're gonna see. Here's a big spoiler for everyone: the Immortus or Ramatut. Or they're saying that the third one's Silver Centurion, uh, not Silver Centurion. No, is that no Crimson? Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet Centurion. Jesus Christ! So many Centurions. <laughs> come on, Marvel, get it together. I don't yeah. think it's going to be any of them. I think he's gonna he's gonna come back, and that he's gonna he's gonna be the main one to come back. You would think that. Right, how this goes, and and people are wor- worried because people that don't like this movie, that this, I mean, things can change, but the writer of this is writing Kang Dynasty, so people are a little worried about that. But you, my thought would be Kang Dynasty would have somewhat of a war, right, with the different Kangs, and one of them will stand out, and that will lead to secret wars, right? One of them still survives or something, and and causes yeah. secret wars. Yeah, that that could that could be too. And the writer kind of gave a little like tip of the hat to like where that 
that post credit scene takes place where it kind of takes place outside of time. And that's where, where they, they all can meet. They have where they meet. all can meet. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I, that post credit scene was very impressive. I was not really expecting to see that. Yeah. They got and, some points with me on that one. And it's really, if you looked at the, at the comic panel, it's really like taken right out of the comic panel, even with like the deformed Kang looking yeah. one at the very end. So it's, it's really well done. I wasn't schooled on that. I had to look it up with that comic panel, but it's like perfect. But uh, my one of my gripes, and I think we've discussed, is that Janet, I'm not sure if we fully discussed, Janet was in the quantum realm, right? And they make it like she didn't, she kept all these secrets and didn't tell anybody about it. But at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, they're sending Hank, not Hank, they're sending Scott into the quantum realm in the, the, the van, you know, and then they get dusted and Scott's stuck there for five years, our time which could be 30 years, 20 years in the quantum realm, and he doesn't encounter anybody either. And and Janet was fine with sending him. In the beginning of this movie, she's like, no, 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 we're not going, we're not going to the quantum realm. Yeah, it's an it's a it's a very short-sighted and it they could have easily just wrote like two sentences of dialogue to kind of clean it up. Yeah. That would be my main gripe of the movie. Is just like now it's become a horrible place with all these different alien species and and whatnot and organisms and and cultures and buildings and Janet helped create it and this and that and then it's not mentioned at all when she's yeah. I wish they would have. <clears throat> I wish they would have cleaned that up. I didn't like. Uh, well, I guess like subconsciously, I had the same thoughts until like we were talking like like you benny and i and like you brought that up and it's like there it is like that should have immediately been cleaned up as a plot hole right but and, and it took me even after the movie to remember that and i'm like i rewatched the scene in, in ant-man and uh, wasp and i'm like it doesn't make any sense that's not like i mean and you could say oh he's at a different level of it but he was there for five of our years, which is probably even longer, because if this movie is to lead you to believe, right, they come out at the end of this movie, and even yeah. if they're only in the quantum realm for two hours, how long were they in our time? Doesn't look like much, because they go have their Baskin-Robbins cake at the end, and <laughs> like any time has passed. That right? guy came out of retirement to make that cake. He made it just for you. It looked delicious. But yeah, that was one of my main flop issues that i had everything else like i said i enjoy the humor i enjoyed uh veb the the guy who he drinks drink the ooze drink the ooze drink oh, the God, man did you did you did you drink me how many holes it, it's i, I, I love it i love i love when he asked how many holes and the guy who could like read minds yeah. is like seven and I did the same thing that uh, Scott that Scott Rudd did. I was counting my own holes, <laughs> and he, he's like, "Yeah, that, like, yeah that, right. that's right, that's correct." Yeah, and the the like I said, the line that we we opened the show with, uh, "I'm I'm such a dick," with with Modoc is like the line I'm using constantly with Julie, like all the time. It's just like <laughs> it's like there's still time to not be a dick, and people like are cringing at it and they're saying whatever they want. I think. I think part of the burial is that they recast Cassie 
And a lot of people liked the other actress and they made it like it's a sob story that she got. She didn't even get told that she wasn't going to be in the movie. And they just she saw the announcement of who they hired and that this girl's not a good actress. And I'm like, she's fine. But what she's not a star in the movie. That showbiz baby. Yeah. That's how it happens. Look at Rhodey. Everybody gets recast or replaced. It's not. She was a, a side character. Not to mention, she wasn't even the main Cassie. She was the time jump Cassie because the other Cassie was a kid still when we last saw her. Yeah, I. That's. I don't even have a criticism over that. Right. I think I have a bigger criticism over this guy's giant head in the Modoc. I think I wish they would have approached that a little bit differently. The problem is that he was bald. I think if he had hair, it would have looked a little better. Yeah, but I mean, he's bald in the in the first movie. I, I know that's the problem. They, they're retrofitting a character for someone that's already been in the movie. But you know what I think bothers me? It's like his head is like deformed. Like the scale is not right. Like I know, like Modok as like a comic character, he's like kind of boxy in the head. Yeah. But I kind of feel like his head is very wide. Yeah. And it just, I just don't like the look of it. I probably would have preferred him just being in the mask. And well, the mask kind of looks good when they flip it down, and he uses yeah. it for a good chunk. It does look good. Uh, w- w- another scene that's really what really well done is where uh, they're in the uh, the chance storm, or what's it called? The the where there's mo- all the Ant Man's pop up, and like it's the where the predictions or whatever. Yeah, I forgot what it, I forgot what they, yeah, they use. That's that's a really well done scene with all the different possibility storm or something like that. I think it was called possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility yeah. storm. And they got the one that's the Baskin Robbins worker. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "I don't even know what I'm doing here." <laughs> I thought that was well done. And if you notice when you're watching the scene, there's different helmets. There's different Ant Man helmets as as the more of them appear. That I didn't catch the. the I didn't catch part. any of the like. I was waiting to look for the real old school one. I didn't yeah. see that one, but maybe it, it's there. On this is one of the only movies from this from Phase Four or now one movie into Phase Five that I really wanted to watch again. Right away. Like, I could go to watch this yeah. again right now. Yeah. I was, like, kind of bent out of shape that, like, it would have to go back to the movie theater. Yeah. And the schedule's just not there for it. Right. Like, Spider-Man, I did. Obviously, I would have jumped right back in. And Doctor Strange, I did. But this one, like, I almost felt like right when I came home, I wanted to watch it again. To pick up on all the little things. The buildings being alive. It was just so... You knew right away how wacky it was going to be. And then, like... If you're not in for that ride right away, immediately, then I could see where you're not going to be interested in it. Where some of these movies recently have taken a more serious tone. This is goofy and it knows it. Yeah, and it's 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 in your face all the yeah, goofiness. That's what that's basically what I'm saying. And I think I think part of the the argument too, and this is where I kind of landed before I saw the movie. I found it very odd that they're taking the more of the lighthearted characters of the of the Marvel universe and they're introducing the like culmination of the like the villain of the entire phase. It's like such like a like a weird mix. Like yes. there's lighthearted Ant-Man. He's jokey. He's you know he's not super strong. He's not a, he hasn't like he's not good with strategy because he has no experience like militarily or anything. Right. And then you have the villain is Kang who is this guy who just rips through different times and just wipes people out. And it's like, I was like, I don't know how this is going to play out. Like you're dealing with a heavy villain and it's an Ant-Man that he's, that he's going to go up against. Right. 
yeah, I it, I agree. I think it's a different take because that's not what most people would expect. You know, to, to, I mean, we knew it was coming, but we didn't. We, we wouldn't expect that to for Ant Man to be the first real person to go toe to toe with Kang in our timeline. Yeah, I and, do like uh, I do like Kang's dialogue where he he references that he's killed Avengers before, and yeah. he asks Ant Man if he's Thor. He's like, "Are you the one with the hammer?" hammer. And he's like, oh yeah, we get confused. Same body type. <laughs> and he's and he makes another remark too at the end how he's killed. He rips through like Avengers and everything. Yeah, no, I I, I really liked it. I don't know what, what people I mean it 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 I think it might end up being better than some of the other stuff that's on the slate right now, and then people will realize I, I really I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh I had something else I was gonna say about it. I can't remember now. Damn it! I found it very weird watching Michael Douglas pilot that CGI aircraft, and it's like this is a this oh, is with a the guy hands inside the yeah. I'm like, this is a guy he's played Gordon Gecko. He's been in a bunch of like dramas and comedies and like acclaimed films, and this guy is sticking his hands in these fucking gelatin sleeves and controlling an airplane. And I'm like, what did this guy wonder when he got on set? And they're like, this is the scene. You just stick your arms out and that's it. Yeah, maybe that's why he wants to be killed off in the movie going forward. Because That could be. Stupid shit like that. But before we were saying with uh, the performance of uh, Jonathan Majors, but also, also Michelle Pfeiffer does a great job and really underrated performance in this. You know, as, yeah, they as finally a, gave her. They finally gave her something to do in these right, movies, right? And they gave her backstory. You know what was going on with the flashbacks in the quantum realm, and her figuring out what Kang has done. Oh, uh, when she touches the time chair, maybe they should have shown a little bit more of that, and then you could have seen maybe some people getting taken out, some Avengers, some characters we know of. So that would have been that would have been nice. That would have been a good uh, segue, but. I kind of feel like they wanted to keep that for his dialogue. Yeah. But, but uh, what about uh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray's appearance in the movie. I mean, we had it spoiled. They shouldn't have even spoiled it for us for how limited it was. The guy's canceled. He's canceled. Canceled. I, I canceled. still don't think. I know people were speculating he had more to do. I still don't think so. I think that that was supposed to be it the whole time. He only said that he shot on the movie like a couple days. Like I don't know how he could have been so vested in the movie if he only shot a couple days worth of material. I th- I think that was a lot of fanboy conjecture because he kind of spilled the beans that he was in it, and then he kind of wouldn't give out any more details. So people kind of ran with it, thinking that he was going to be um, one of the variants. They yeah. thought he was going to be Victor Timely, and that kind of didn't sit with me. Because in Loki, Majors is, you know, a variant. And it just seemed too far-fetched that they would start using other actors to be variants of Kang. It'll be too confusing for the audience to kind of, like, follow that. Yeah, but that's something that that's something that me and Benny have discussed. They have to really do it because they did it with Spider-Man. Right? I mean, you you have a backstory there. They're established yeah. in other movies. Yeah, and you have a backstory. I kind of feel like if you started saying, "Oh, this is a you know this is a version of Kang from like the 
the 1900s from like this universe or you know they'll you know they hire another actor to play him as like mortis or ramatut or you know any of these other ones i kind of feel like th that it would go it would go over the audience's head because they have no there's there's no place that they're kind of like grounded as to who who all these variants are with spider-man it's different there's been other movies so there's been some exposure and it helps that those movies like kind of blew up i feel like i feel like if obviously spider-man no way home would have been a completely different take if the spider-man movies were not as like well regarded or received but i i i just didn't see it from the get-go that they would start putting anyone in I mean, we'll see because well, not just spider-man but look at loki I mean, a good majority of them are Tom Hiddleston, right? But there are still others that are. Yeah, I. I, it's, I and... think they're skating a line by not having other variants. They, I think everyone needs to have, like Doctor Strange didn't, right? He didn't have anyone else besides him in the movie, at least. Yeah. But I'm I, hopeful I... that they'll do. I mean, what are they going to do if, unless John Krasinski is Reed Richards, they're going to have to do that. Unless they unless they bring in the Fox characters also, yeah, I I I mean they can maybe down the line they might throw some versions of Kang that are played by different people. I mean if they introduce the kid version, the Iron Lad, they're gonna have to get a kid to do it. You're not gonna CGI fucking majors into it as a child and have him, you know, act. That I could maybe see down the line, but like the first movie, you're not gonna you're not gonna introduce like six, seven, eight people. That's why I was kind of surprised that they they went with the post credit scene and he. But they're all they're all majors in the post credit scene. I know, and I was surprised. It would have been a good window to not have all of them been majors. Maybe I'm curious if we're gonna see like a scroll version of Kang or like a Shatari. And really, like mix it up. They could, they could do that, and he could, and he could voice them. Yeah, of course. But I'm curious if if they'll if they'll do that route. I mean, I I would be open to it. But I mean, if he has such a screen presence as Kang, it's going to be hard to like. Right. Well, and that's what I think the Doctor Strange thing is right because like, who else are you going to get to play besides Cumberbatch at this point? They, exactly. They're not going to be able to go toe to toe with him. Yeah. Uh, the thing I was thinking of before that I forgot was the ending of the movie, which during the movie, I I had said to Benny and Julie, I said that this this just seems like this was altered. This does not seem like the way it was originally intended. And again, we're going back with Internet pe people speculating and saying that the ending was reshot like a month ago in January. So maybe the testing was not right, but it looked very it looked like Hope and Scott were to be stuck on the quantum realm. And then all of a sudden, Cassie opens a portal behind them. I I read a interview with the writer, and he said that 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 was on the table, having the film end that way, and they changed it because it's pretty much a rehash of how it's not. Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp ended. Them yeah, being, it's them still being different high. though, because like to me, you you're. It doesn't make it makes least less sense because if Cassie can now, we don't know how long it takes her in the real world, right? Again, quantum world time, real world time. She figures out how to open back a portal, but she doesn't know that Kang didn't win. 
she opens up a portal and he that could let him back out. She's not smart. They should have had the other actress. The other actress wouldn't have done that. <laughs> the internet's you know what, Joe? You got a point there. The other actress wouldn't have done that. Damn she wouldn't have done that. The internet know the internet knows. They could have had even the young girl. She wouldn't have done that either. That and she would have been with uh, Michael Pena, right? And they, they, he was missing from the movie too. Another another thing I was lacking the 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 catch up story. You know, I knew this guy, and then this guy talked to that guy about. They, could, they should have had him get sucked in with them, and then like Kang just splits his head open, doesn't want to hear it. I think that would have been even more mature than they were they were willing to go. Rated first rated R movie. Cut out the well, rug uh, from uh, Deadpool. I, I still think that that the ending would have hit better if they would have been stuck there. They're they're like that whole scene just makes sense that they were staying. They're seeing the people rise up, and it looks like like they're gonna be there to help them almost. And then the portal opens up, and it's like all right. And then the interior monologue with Scott talking about whether Kang is actually gone or not. Well, I mean, you you probably would have ended up opening up the the Avengers movie with this guy coming back with with Ant-Man and Wasp. It would have been it, it would have been I think it would have been too similar. What if everyone's fan theory, which obviously isn't the case, was that the Fantastic Four were in the quantum room. So then you have the Fantastic Four in there and they help each other to get out in the Fantastic Four movie. And then that that that's your segue. They're out. Doesn't have to tie into the Avengers movie. But they could be a guest star in the Fantastic Four movie. This Fantastic Four movie very under wraps. The fans are going to get it wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm sure at this point we've all heard, got heard it. it here first. I'm sure it's it's either very under wraps because they can't figure out a storyline for it, or they have something that they think is really, really good. It's it's one or the other. There's no middle, right? It's it's either going to be a great story, or they they're still grasping at straws to try and figure something out for it, how to fit it in. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to use the um the storyline where they get sucked back in time and they face off with with Ramatut, the Kang variant in ancient Egypt. I mean, and that's how they get maybe that's how they get sucked into this. That's all that's all uh VFX and and uh and money that Marvel's looking to I've I've read some stuff that Disney's looking to cut costs on things and and uh, we may see more cost cutting measures and some CGI that people think they're complaining about now. We might we might be in for some more some bad CGI upcoming if they're cutting that, force. That's a rumor why they kind of push back uh the Marvels. They they kind of spread it out because they're getting they're getting shit over the CGI that looks terrible in these movies. Yeah, well I've also read that that movie is not good. I mean, but that's again, that's the internet. We've heard the same thing now for Aquaman. We've heard it and we're gonna talk about the DC slate, but this by the time We'll probably do the DC slate. Shazam might be coming out, but it's projected to not be doing, not do well at all. Not too good. That guy should have stayed in fucking Asgard. Idiot. Idiot. But uh, anything else in closing before we wrap this up about Ant Man? Recommend we both obviously recommend it. Yep. Uh, like I said, it leapfrogs everything in Phase Four. If this movie was in Phase 4, it probably would have been, like, in the top three. This should have been the end. I mean, not like it really matters, because there's no real gap between the two, but this should have been the end of Phase 4 movie. Yeah, it should have. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You, 
they could be revisionists and change that. Like, what does it matter that this is the first one? I guess it's the first one because maybe Kang will be more involved in this entire phase. Because Loki, you would assume is soon. I mean, that that could be. I find it weird that, like, the Kang, like, the pieces on his, like, uh, his, like, time thing, they look like the Doctor Strange window, and they kind of give me vibes of the rings. So I wonder if all the... Oh, the rings thing is definitely... That's what I thought... It... I thought it would have been perfect. Kang, uh, Scott, and 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 Wasp, uh, uh, Hope get stuck in the quantum realm, and the post credit in Shang Chi is actually after this movie, and the beacon being called that is them calling the to the the rings from the quantum realm. Yeah, not gonna happen. Obviously now, unless it's in Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins always finds out. They always do. But I think that's it. We'll 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 wrap it up here. Uh, we both enjoyed it. Next up on the the Marvel slate is Guardians three, unless Secret in, uh, Secret Invasion or Loki drops first, which it doesn't look to be the case. But maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Are they even done with Secret Invasion? It was supposed to be the next one. But... That's probably gonna have some bad CGI. That's gonna be a good show <laughs> for us, not for not for Marvel. Us. But I don't think they want to overlap Mandalorian with it, so we probably won't get it until after Mandalorian is done. This is the way the Mandalorian just smokes all the shows, just about. Wow, yeah, uh, Andor. But we, I think we're gonna do some Mandal- Mandalorian uh, this season also, so we'll we'll be touching on that. Whether we do a uh, spoiler discussion like this or some sort of watch along, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, uh, this is not the Mandalore way. Into exile. Took his helmet off. Pedro. Alert. But, uh... That's him, actually. That's a Mandalorian. Good, good. I could either bring you in cold, or I could bring you in warm. <laughs> holes must be so very nice. Holes for smiling breaks the ice. Holes for laughing. Holes for tears. Holes for milk and holes for ears. Holes are where the food does pass. The other end, it comes out gas. Holes are dandy, and that's the scoop. Holes for hearing and holes for poop. When you have no holes like me, it's hard to do things easily. Like sneeze or wink or blow a kiss. Or let one rip or take a p- 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 peanut and just throw it in the air and catch it in your mouth. Holes, my friends, bring dignity. You can pick your nose or sip some tea. And when it's time for Betty Bye, you close your holes and shut your eye. Must be nice.